Hey there, Fat Guy Forum fans. A huge Happy New Year as we enter 2022. And I'm excited that you're still listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, you can do a couple of things. First, if you're an Apple user or you use Spotify, you can rate and review the podcast there to get us in front of more people. Also, you can use the support links in the show notes to purchase products, get a discount for yourself, generate some income for the show, or you can join the Patreon. And there's some cool stuff coming with the Patreon I will be announcing very soon. I know I've said it before, but this time it's really happening. So I'm just excited for all that's to come in this year. Thank you so much for being a part of this adventure. And on to the show. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gormy, And it's my pleasure to be with you once again, talking to a, a guy who I actually just discovered a couple days ago on Instagram and another recent guest on the show shared one of his posts and uh, I immediately um, messaged him and was like, hey, I'd like to have you on the show. And then I think we had a discussion at like 3 or 4 a.m. my time out here in California uh, to set it up and, you know, we're making it happen. So I'm excited to have him here. His name is Rodney. Rodney, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm glad we're talking, man. Let's, let's get right to it. Tell us, man, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? So, um, you know, all, all throughout my life, um, you know, I've always been a bigger kid. I've always struggled with food, as, you know, using that as comfort. And uh, over the last year and 11 months, uh, I have recently lost 220 pounds and uh, got a full reconstructive leg surgery that I needed before I was ended up being disabled in my early 20s. Mm. And so take us, take us to the past, man. Like, what, what was it like for you growing up? So growing up, I didn't really have uh, a mother figure in my life. My mom went to, my mom was incarcerated when I was pretty young, so I never had a mother figure in my life. And then my dad worked full time uh, down at the shop. He was an auto mechanic and then worked in the parts department. So I, we'd wake up and then I'd go to work with him for a little bit and then I, he would drop me off at school and then I'd go hang out at daycare or whatever until he got off. And then we'd go home and eat, go to bed. So, like, me and my dad weren't really too close growing up because we just didn't have time. But, you know, I was always picked on for being a big kid. Like, I, I think I just had a bad metabolism growing up. But then, like, always being bullied and just, you know, seeing everyone else happy, like, with, two, with you know, the full family and, you know, me just having my dad, I kind of just, like, realized I started eating and I was like, yo, this is good. Like, and just kept continuing and I never realized it. But I think by fifth grade, I was breaking 200 pounds. Um, so, you know, I was always a big kid. And then just growing up, I kept getting picked on for being big and big. And I think uh, all through high school, I was 400 pounds. Um, I was known as, like, the big kid around town, like the biggest kid in, like the biggest kid in Sterling, you know, stuff like that. Growing up in a small town, everybody knows everybody. So, you know, your name gets out there to everybody and just, you know, it just sucked because knowing that everyone knew me as the fat kid or, you know, the big guy, you know, stuff like that. And then I had bad rotational deformity in my legs. So I walked with a bow leg. I was 33 degrees off normal and, you know, just walking around public, always getting stared at, you know, laughed at, pointed at, you know, it just kind of got old and I just kept eating and eating to cope with my problems and then um, 
I ended up senior year or the summer of senior year, I had a bad dirt bike accident that should have killed me. I was left in children's ICU for a week um, with nearly every, like every bone broken on my right side and then had internal bleeding and punctured lungs. And then I had brain, a little bit of brain bleeding and a major concussion. And then, um, you know, they told me I shouldn't have made it out. And I didn't really take advantage of that. I was like, whatever, you know, like I still get picked on. I didn't want to take incentive. I tried losing weight, but I just couldn't do it. And then I found out I had a liver disease uh, middle of senior year. And they said, if you didn't start losing weight, like you wouldn't see, you wouldn't see the day to walk down the aisle at graduation. And it hit me in my head. I was like, you know, like maybe this is a sign. I tried for a month and I just couldn't do it. And I said, you know what? I've been big my whole life. I kind of just come to agreeance on, you know what, let's just eat fast food three meals a day still, and if I die, I die, you know. I just kind of come to my senses with it. And then I ended up, uh, sophomore year of college, I looked at myself in the mirror one day. I was just kind of in a weird headspace, just having one of those days. And I looked in the mirror, I was like, I'm still here. Like, I had two near-death experiences I'm still here. Obviously, someone's looking out for me. So I started talking to my buddy at work, and his name was Jaden Cloverdance. He actually, uh, gotta give a shout out to him. I probably wouldn't even be here today if it wasn't for him. Um, he definitely got me started. He's like, well, because he lost weight. And I was like, Jaden, how do I lose weight? He's just, well, uh, you know, first you gotta quit drinking soda. Because I was drinking probably two liters of soda a day. And uh, I was like, all right. So I tried it. He helped me cut down. And then he's like, because it was January 20th. He's like, let's get a gym membership. I was like, I've never been to the gym, but I'll try it. And then January 23rd of 2020, we I woke up and just realized I was getting a gym membership that day. And I lost my shit and I didn't eat at all that day. That was the day I have not had a soda or really any fast food since. And to this day, being 6'4", you know, 190, 180, just kind of fluctuates. Um, I, to this day, still eat super healthy, super lean. I don't eat any fast food. I just can't bring myself to eat candy. I just can't do it anymore. And then I had to get that full reconstructive leg surgery, so I wasn't disabled. And, you know, I honestly thought about giving up because just sitting in your bed, for six months with a leg and pins pins going straight through your leg you're in so much pain and the walls close in on you you know you just want to give up and you just want to start I just wanted to start eating again but you know I just took a lot of mental toughness to realize that I had to do this because you know I've already did this change like I just need to just shut up and do it and 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 let's go back for a little bit like realizing you know when you had that moment in high school where they were telling you that you had the, the liver disease that you might not survive and faced with the prospect of losing weight, you know, you, the, you made the choice to say, well, you know, I'm not going to do that. Like looking back on that now, like what, do, what do you think about the headspace that you were in then? I think now I really just realized that, you know, I was just, I think I was more or less just in the mindset that, you know, I think everyone gets those moments when they feel like they're invincible and they can do anything they want. And, like, you know, I kind of realized that I 
have already come this far, I was like, well, what's there to lose, you know? Um, just So I just kept on eating, and I didn't really give myself an opportunity to even... It, and I'm just curious, like, as you were, you know, growing up and get, being that big in high school, had anyone tried to intervene or, you know, make aside from teasing and things along those lines, like had anyone tried to have those serious discussions with you about your weight? I had a couple family members and then, you know, I did have some friends all throughout high school. Like I had a couple buddies. Um, they were actually like really rude to me about it. Like not even like rude, rude about it, but like I was very sensitive because I had a rough life growing up. You know, when they said stuff, it would make me kind of tear up and cry because you know it really messed with my head but then like coming to my sense now being where I am lost all the weight I look back and I thank them because I realized they were just out here pushing myself better you know like they were out here really trying to help me and they only did it out of love because they cared about me and it's just one of those things that it's hard to think about at first oh yeah well I mean to think about it like no one teaches anyone really how to talk to someone about these issues. Never mind teaching kids, you know, teaching teenagers, you know, how to have a, have a, have a, have the proper conversation with someone that you're concerned. So I can think about that going through the filter of, you know, we got to do something. This is how it's going to come out. Like it's, and just as no one really teaches you, you know, like says to you, you know, there's no real education there in terms of saying, well, this is what you should be doing. This is the way things should be. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's hard to break those patterns when they get established so young. And it, it's crazy because like when you're young, that's when you pick on your habit. That's when you pick up the habits that's going to continue you for the rest of your life and you don't know about it. Right. Well, I mean, cause think about it as a kid, like you're not thinking about, you know, the consequences of what the calories in a meal from a fast food place are involved with, like what that means or what that looks like. It's, you just know it tastes good. You know, exactly. I think growing up, fast food's my best friend. Like mm -hmm. I had like three, three breakfast burritos every morning. I had like if at lunch, I'd have like Taco Bell every day. I had like a their five dollar box, and then I'd get like three things off the dollar menu, and that was the same same way for dinner. And then I also snacked on a bag of chips throughout the day. Like mm -hmm. I carried that in my backpack. Yeah, I mean it's you're you're putting zero actual nutrition into the body at that point and why expect anything else exactly like looking back at it now like realizing how many calories are in something i consume i probably consumed easily eight thousand calories a day mm -hmm. easy understood so 2020 january you get started what was it like you know to go from like you said you woke up that day the 23rd and it was no more soda, no more junk food. Um, what was it like mentally for you, you know, those first couple of weeks? Honestly, I think the first couple of weeks were the weeks, I, the two weeks. I think that's when I went the toughest, the hardest. I just realized, I was like, you know what? Like, all those years that people always made fun of me, always picked on me, you know, I think that just really lit a match under my butt and just, like, kind of just made me just push even harder. I think it helped a lot that I had Jaden, you know, just come with me every day and push me and not let me stop 
and not tell me to give up, you know, and just make me continue and continue and not give up. Like, I know we were there for at least two, three hours a day, you know, and sometimes he would want to go two times a day and he'd have to come to my house and drag me out of my house because I didn't want to. You know, it's just the crazy thing is, is that I can't appreciate that man enough because like those first two weeks, I went balls to the wall. And so how did things progress from there? Like, what was, what was it, what were the first things that you really started to notice that like, hey, you know, the first moments that you started to feel like, hey, like I might actually be making this change? I think I realized when Jaden told me that I need to quit drinking soda, mm. I quit drinking soda and I think I lost 20 pounds. And like, my family always told me growing up that I need to quit drinking soda, but at the same time, I was like, nah, I'll be all right. You know, one of those things where you think you know everything. And, uh, it's just crazy because like I saw 20 pounds and I was like, damn, this is, this is actually happening, you know? And it's just crazy to think about. And, you know, it came to a point where it was just unstoppable, like successful. Like I got in a mental game with my, I got in a mental headspace for myself that if I didn't see that scale drop in the morning, I, you know, I was just in a bad headspace all day. And how did, you know, what, when you think about going from three meals of fast food a day to what then, you, how you changed your, your food, what were you doing for food? You know, what were your, what was, you know, it didn't, doesn't necessarily have to be like a defined diet, but what, you know, how had you changed your approach to nutrition? Okay, so I don't recommend this to anyone at all. At all. I do not, I, if I could go back and change what I did, I would. But when I first started, I didn't know anything about it. Like, I didn't know how to diet. I didn't do anything. So I literally ate the three same meals a day. But as soon as I got done eating them, I went and threw, them all, threw it all up. So I didn't consume, I wasn't consuming anything. And it was just crazy because of how intense cardio I was doing. I was wearing a full sweatsuit with three t-shirts, a pair of sweatpants over the bottoms, a sweat vest and a four-pound car hoodie, and I would just throw my head up and walk on an incline 15 treadmill for 2.5 mile an hour for an hour straight. I'd, I would drop a mop bucket every time I got done, and, you know, I just, I couldn't, you know, I was burning 1,500 calories was way more than I was even consuming. And after I started realizing that I should be eating, I was starting to, I heard about intermittent fasting. And so I was like, all right, let's give that a shot. But in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm better than that. I'm going to make the most of it. So I, one time a day, every 24 hours, I ate 350 calories. It was a Nature Valley granola bar and a beef jerky Slim Jim. And that was my meal every day at lunch for like 13 months straight. And then I had maybe, I had a solid one water bottle a day for all liquids. Like, I was so furious at myself of letting my get to myself like that, that I just gave up on everything, and I wanted to see the fastest progress I could. I'll, be, then, I'll be honest, that's shocking. That, that shocks me, like, that, you're, that you survived that. Like, you know, what do you, what do you think when you look at that now, like, in terms of, like, how do you, like, when did you realize that that had to change? Probably 14 months in, I realized that I was a complete idiot and that I'm killing myself mm. after research, after learning nutrition and everything. Like, mm. all my friends are like, 
all my friends kept telling me, they're like, dude, you need to eat. Because I have a lot of friends in the fitness industry um, that have helped me push further up. And, you know, just hearing that from them, I was like, no, I'll be fine. And then, like, 14 months in, I realized, like, after I, no, it's probably like 12 months, I realized that, you know, after watching all kinds of different YouTube videos and stuff like that and just learning everything I needed to know, I realized that I'm literally just messing everything up for myself. So I started eating, I think it was one actual meal a day, and then I worked up to two meals a day, you know, and then I kept realizing the scale kept kept dropping. So I was like, all right, you know, like, I'll be okay like this. But eating those 350 calories a day, I was... The most I've seen a couple months, I one month I lost 52 pounds doing that. And, you know, I fell in love with the progress, so I kept eating like that. I kept eating 350 calories, not realizing what the long-term problems I was causing for myself. Yeah, I mean, because I, I get that addiction to the, to the progress, but it's... That's, I know there are people listening right now who are like, how is this, how is this person alive? Like, probably concerned in, in a lot of ways hearing that. Like, what is, what is your relationship with food like now? Like, have you real, you know, so, do you feel like you've worked on that? Like, what is it looking like? What does it look like for you these days? So, like, now I've, I've reached 180 at six foot four with probably 20 pounds of extra skin. So, I was six four at 160 right around. And that's super lean. Like, I did my BMI, and I was at below 10. You know, I have a lot of weightlifters in my gym. They're like, dude, you need to eat. Like, you're, you're literally probably 6% body fat. And I was like, oh, no, that's badass. Like, I want to keep this. And I started realizing that, you know, in order to see any progress, I had to eat. So, like, now currently, I'm on a calorie surplus or a bulk is what people in the fitness industry would know. Um right now to fill into some skin i'm right around now at like between 203 and 208 um i want to try and get to like 210 250 210 to 220 before i start my cut and then i'll cut back down to 190 to 200 i think that'd be a good range for me um but like now i eat i eat every two hours and you know i there's days i lose two or three pounds you know, just realizing how the body works and the anatomy of it, just because I'm a nursing major too. Um, but it's just crazy because, you know, like now I, I meal prep everything because I live on my own. So I meal prep all my meals because it's I found that it was really hard to try and eat, like cook for one person, like if that made sense. Um, so I do that. And then I have a lot of protein shakes throughout the day, protein bars. You know, uh, I have... Probably at least one gram of pro one. I have try and get for like one point five grams of protein per pound of body weight. So I'd be I try to get at least two hundred. Um, you know I really watch my macros on everything. I go to the store now and like I'll pick up a like a sparkling water or like a regular water bottle off the shelf, and I've gotten so used to it that I literally turn turn it around right away before I put it in the cart and read the nutrition label on anything I pick up. And it's just crazy because, like, now it's such a lifestyle. Like, I'm trying to think of something the other day I did. I picked up, uh, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a bottle of hot sauce. And I turned it around instantly and was looking at it. And then I like, got in my head. I was like, there's nothing in this. 
that's going to hurt me. Like, why am I doing this? But it's just to an extent now where I'm addicted to looking at nutrition. Like, I love it. And it's, I think it's good to have built that awareness and, you know, to want to, like, I, I talk to people all the time about reading labels and, and that being something that's important. Do you think, are you, are you worried about how you see your relationship with food now versus, you know, because of that extreme measure you took that first year, like, have you given thought to like, or have there been any lasting effects for you? You think whether it's mentally or physically just from how you made that change, or do you think it's something, whereas now you have the information that you need, you know, when you're fueling your body properly? Um, before, like now looking back, I definitely realized that I have an eating disorder. I still kind of have it every once in a while. It hits me. Um, but you know, it's just to the point now where like my buddies want to go out to eat. I'm just, no, I can't, I can't afford the macros, the macros of it, you know? And like, it's to the point now where I can't even pick up a candy bar anymore or, or a cookie unless it's sugar free. I won't touch it, you know? And it's just crazy because anymore I can't do it. And, you know, now realizing nutrition and I had a buddy that helped me a lot. Uh, with nutrition he taught me a lot um, because he was there through the whole process too his name was Bodie Holman he did a lot of help with that and he kind of you know taught me nutrition we sat down we watched YouTube videos and so like now all I do is you know I look at the macros on everything and I throw it into like my fitness power or something like that and break it all down so I think now I'm addicted to it and I think it's something that some days I think I'm a little overboard excessive with it um, and probably people around me consider that too, but I definitely think it's a, I'd rather deal with that than, you know, eating whatever the hell I wanted. Which, cause I think it's like in, in a lot of ways, there's, there's, it's different sides of a coin, you know, like in terms of the, our disordered relationships with food, like can, can go in both directions, you know, like, so do you, and I, and, and I'm not asking this to be like alarmed you know like to be from that way but i mean hearing that you lost you, you ate 350 calories a day for a year it's a little alarming to be honest with you like you know it makes me you know as a person be like i want to make sure he's okay you know what i'm saying like you know yeah. so it's good to hear you talking about what you're doing now because i think that is something to be conscious of and something you know to be conscious of going forward like realizing you know how you incorporate because the thing i would i would ask you about like the way life was for you when you were heavier and you know obviously there were things that it was keeping you from you know, and when our commitment to health and fitness starts to then interfere with life you know on some levels does that become a problem like do you feel you know how do you feel about life right now like you know are you are you doing the things that you want to be able to do like you know what can you do now that you couldn't do before so before i had surgery i was able to run and I could, you know, I loved cardio and I never was able to do that. But now, like, I'm getting back to the point where I can do cardio again and I'm starting to love it. And just growing up, I, could, I, couldn't, I couldn't walk through a classroom without having to, like, take a breath because I was exhausted. And I always had to sit down no matter where I was, no matter the scenery. I always had to lean up against something or sit down because my feet always hurt. And now I can stand around all day and walk around like nothing. Like, I have... So, I have really low rest, resting heart rate. So, like, in the gym, I can't even sweat. 
like my resting heart rate is like a 32. So like working out, I think I have this highest I've seen it get to is like a 90, 95. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it does take a toll on you because growing up, I always, you know, I'd always see people doing track and field and, you know, stuff like that. I was on the football team and I realized that I couldn't do what everyone else could do and everyone was pushing me to be better, but I never understood what they were really trying to do until now. And if I can go back and thank every single person that pushed me and tried to push me to be a better person, I would love to. Yeah. So when you think about life now, like what are, what are the things that make, you know, that, that make, cause you talked about, you know, fast food making you happy, you know, back in the day, what are the things that make you happy now? I think now I definitely, um, I think now it's definitely good because what makes me happy now is, you know, going to the gym waking up, talking to people that I love, talking to my friends, talking to people that I care about, and just trying to help others. Like, I have a lot of people uh, hit my DMs up on Instagram since I've posted on TikTok asking on how I've lost weight and, like, how to start that. And every time I get one of those, it makes me happy because, you know, it feels like I'm making a change. Mm -hmm. And that's my dream is to be a fitness influencer, an inspirational speaker, and a travel nurse. And, you know, it's just crazy to think about because, like, those moments are the happiest days of my life. And, like, waking up, I tell myself every day is that today I need to make an impact on someone's life because, first, you don't know if you're ever going to see that person again. And there's too many people in this world that take every breath for granted. But in reality, nobody knows when our last breath is. No, that's that's 100% true, man. And hearing you talk about, you know, wanting to help people, I think is, is powerful. Cause I think it's, you know, like you said, it is about, you know, being able to take that impact, you know, especially knowing there were people that helped you, you know, and wanting to be able to, to do that same thing for other people. You know, what are, when you think about what you're doing now, like what are, what are the things that challenge you now? So I think now is probably my time, like how busy I am with school, work full time, and then also go to the gym for two to three hours a day, and then also meal prep. Um, but, you know, honestly, I've just kind of learned to accept it. But, like, I don't go to bed until, like, 10, 30, 11 every night, but I'm also up by 6 a.m. every day, you know, and I don't sleep the most. And, you know, I've just come to sense with it. If you want to make it anywhere in this life, you have to be willing to do what others don't. And... There's so many people in this world that don't even wake up before suns, like before sunrise, and it's just crazy. I think waking up and seeing the sunrise as you're getting ready is the best feeling in your life. Just it makes you feel like you're accomplished. It makes you feel like you're doing something for yourself. No, I definitely understand that. And what when you look at the changes that have really happened in your life now, like. How do you, you know, how has your relationship with, with yourself changed, you know, from back then when you weren't caring about, you know, when you weren't caring about living? Like, what, how do you describe, like, your relationship with Rodney now? I've come to sense now, like, that I don't hate life anymore. 
I used to wake up every day going, damn, I woke up. You know, and like, no, I'm not trying to talk about suicide or anything like that because that's no, that's no joke. But, you know, I, I used to dread waking up because I always was in pain because, uh, you know, I have, I have bad joints. It just runs to my family. And, um, you know, like now I, you know, I look forward to waking up because I, you know, I look forward to another day closer to my future, to another day closer to, you know, having a family and, you know, with the person that I love. And it's just crazy because if I look back at my younger self, I wish I would really have listened sooner because I could be doing a lot more things in my life because I would have years on top of experience that I already have. Like people that I look up to in the fitness industry and even like motivational people in general are my age. And it's just, damn, what if I would have started sooner? Well, as someone who I think is probably about twice your age, don't worry, you have time. You have, you have, you have time, man. And the great thing is everything that you've been through has been about getting you that time, you know, like earning it, you know, earning that life and earning that experience that you're able to have and, and be able to develop like, you know, and I don't say that flippantly. Like I, I think it's, it's something that's really important, you know, to have that focus now because you can, you can map out what comes next for you. Exactly, and I think it's just really important that you know what your intentions are in life because at the end of the day, you know, it's it's what's going to make or break your future. And, you know, uh, you know, growing up, my career paths have changed off and on because now that I've lost weight and I'm in a healthy standpoint physically and mentally, I can do anything I put my mind to. Like, I've accomplished that. Um, like my favorite verse, uh, is just, it's crazy because it says, I have a tattoo of it. It says strength. And then it says courage over fear, mind over matter inside the cross. And every time I feel down, I look at it because, you know, I look at it and go, damn, like I'm a walking example that I can set. You can do anything you put your mind to. And, you know, it's just crazy because I realize how much of an impact I have on others in my community and others around the world that have reached out to me in advance that need help. And it's just crazy to think about because people that used to hate hate me are trying to act like friends now. But at the end of the day, if they, like, I probably won't talk to them because if they weren't there for me from the beginning, why should I let them be there now? But at the end of the day, if they asked me for advice on fitness, I would be, I would, I would, sure, I would help them, just because that's who I am, like, I want to be there for people and help make a change, because I was rock bottom for, you know, 18, 19 years, you know, I was, I was down, like, you know, turning to food like that, and there's so many other people in this world that use other mechanisms to cope, much more worse than food, and, you know, it's just, there's not enough people in this world that want to help give back. And... What, what I'm really curious about, man, like, because I, knowing that you have this drive to help people, and, you know, I, I truly appreciate your openness, kind of talking about what you've been through and, and what you actually did. Like, it would be very easy for you to say, you know, that first year, you know, I just ate healthier, and, you know, it was great. Um, you know, your, your honesty is impressive. What would you say to someone who's hearing, you know, hears you talk about what you did for that first 12 months in terms of, you know, that first the purging and then, you know, the, the severe calorie restriction, like, 
and they get it, they're getting it in their head, well, maybe I should try that. Like, what is the message you would want to give to someone as someone who's been through that? So if so, there's somebody out there that's looking to get involved into the fitness industry or even just, you know, losing weight in general, you know, don't take that for granted. Like you really need to realize, you know, meal prepping, if you have, if you don't have time to cook meals every day, you know, three meals a day, what I've come to my senses in learning is that meal prepping is your easiest friend and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't. And, you know, my fitness pal is a great friend for looking at advice. And there's millions of YouTube videos out there that give you advice on how to eat. And don't, don't starve yourself, please. No, don't. You're just, you're just killing yourself down deep down inside. You're just messing up your body. It's not healthy. But definitely, I think somebody that's looking to get into it should definitely research some nutrition and cut out soda, period. Period. Soda is your worst friend ever. Sugar, candy, soda, none of that shit. You don't need it. You don't. Like, I haven't touched a candy bar or an actual soda in probably... It's been about two years. Like, I've had, a, I, I've had like, a Coke Zero every once in a while, you know, because I've come to my senses that, you know, I'm as light, I'm as white as I'm going to get. So, I've, you know, I feel like I've earned that. But definitely drink water. I think I was drinking water. I think when I realized what nutrition was, I was drinking around a gallon to two gallons a day. And I still do that. Like, if I don't drink a, at least a gallon of liquids a day, by the end of the day, I feel queasy and I can't walk. And, you know, definitely do your research because everyone's body is different. And what you need to do is really figure out what works for you. And also don't weigh yourself every day like I did. I got addicted to the scale and it's, it's a mental battle that you don't need in your life. Weigh yourself once a week in the morning after you use the restroom. And for you having, you know, kind of come through that, you know, and come on the other side mentally, like what, what's the best way to phrase this? What do you think helped you kind of break some of those, like that, you know, that challenge with the scale and, and, you know, even, you know, making those change, you know, opening up your mind to like what you needed to be doing nutritionally. Like, what do you think helped you make those changes? like fight those that those battles specifically okay so i'm not even gonna lie to you now i still weigh myself every morning and i can't get out of it but i'm at the point now where it's just it's whatever you know i'm not really a big deal but i've gotten better at that but i still weigh myself every morning um but i think what started the most and what helped the most was like definitely realizing and just researching actually and just because I watched a lot of videos on like healthy meals and meal prepping and you know daily life in a video or like I watched a lot of nutritional videos and influencers that made like day in the life or day day of eating you know stuff like that and I realized I was like you can make food taste good that's healthy it's not that hard and I tried it one time and I you know, I fell in love. Like, now I love cooking. I I don't eat out. It's You know, I eat out maybe once a month. 
and it's just crazy because like I if I would have looked if I would have looked back if I would have went back like last year and I was like thinking about it in my head and if I said that I would never want to eat out again I would tell you you're an idiot I'm gonna eat out every day I'm gonna feed my fucking face but now I don't I don't. I just have a cheat meal every once in a while. But it's not even like a severe cheat meal. It's more like just a huge meal that I go to somebody's house for. You know, it's nothing major. Understood. What are... Because in the middle of, of, you know, dealing with weight and food and all of those issues, like you talked about, you know, having to have the surgery and recovering from that, like... What impact do you think coming out on the other side of, of those changes has that had on your journey? Probably the impact of my surgery. Uh, it was a 10-hour surgery. Um, I was out for nine hour, nine and a half hours, I think. And I had an epidural in. I had a catheter in. And, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't move in the hospital bed for like three days straight. Because they literally broke my leg in three spots and realigned everything. And then I had had 13 rods that went in one side of my leg and completely out the other side attached to a cage. And, you know, realizing that I couldn't move anymore and I couldn't do anything, laying there in my hospital bed alone because, like, my dad had to work, of course. Like, you know, he came and saw me every day, though. But, you know, just realizing that... I found out who was really there for me. Um, you know, a f- you know, only a few of my buddies came and visited me. Out of the fact, like, you know, a couple hundred people I talked to on a day-to-day basis that I did. You know, and it really shows who's actually there for you. And then also just realizing when I got home from surgery, I only had, like, two people come and visit me at my house. And then I just really took a toll because sitting in your room, you know, every hour of the day, getting up to use the restroom on your crutches, you know, the walls close in. Like, there was times I'd have to go and, like, sit on the porch and bring pedal out so I can prop my leg up just so I can get out of that mental headspace. And, like, every time I needed to go, my dad needed to go get groceries or something, I asked him if I could go. Because I would literally love riding around on the electric scooter and just seeing everyone, seeing other people's faces. And it's just crazy because I never wanted to give up worse in my life besides that moment. But I realized that I've come so far that I literally just changed my life with this surgery if it goes good, that I have too much to lose. No, it definitely sounds like it, it's that mental strength that you built that's carried you through a lot of different, different challenges you faced. Exactly. And so what's what's next for you, man? Like, what are... You, you talked to... You're working on a, you know, a bulk program now. Like, what are the goals that you're working on, you know, besides um, that you've already shared? Um, so, I would love to be... I would love to compete in competitions. Um, but, you know, just knowing that I have extra skin, it, you know, it's just hard for me to get in that mental headspace because I have to this day I still hate taking my shirt off in public 
just because I I see that and it's just you know it's really embarrassing to me. Um, but you know I have to I have to circle back to you on that. But I'm actually working um, talking back to a company right now, um, getting ready to launch a science based program. I'm actually looking to get in touch with them, um, but I'll have to get more detailed touch with that on a later later time. Um, but yeah, just kind of bulking up right now, and then I want to cut back down. I just I don't want to be I don't want to see the scale get up big again. Like there's days I see the scale increase, and I'm just ooh, I need to start cutting again, or like I look in the mirror, like I'm getting fat. Like body dysmorphia is a real thing, mm-hmm. and it's a real mental battle that you have to deal with. And I never thought I would have to deal with that. But body dysmorphia is something that is really underrated, I think. No, I think it's it's a challenge, you know, especially people that, you know, have gone on a massive weight loss journey, you know, when you, you have that vision in your head of what it's going to be like when you get to that place where you're healthy and your body moves the way you want it to move and you want it to physically reflect that. And then these other challenges kind of slap you in the face. And it can be a hard thing to deal with because not there are people that talk about it, but not as many people talk about it, I think. Exactly. And it's just crazy because it's, you know, I just think that there's, everyone says that, you know, like drug abuse and mental battles and stuff like that are a tough thing. And, you know, I think one thing that's really not talked about is body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. Like, I just really think that coming from somebody that has it, it's definitely something that needs to be worked with. No, and I, I think it's, you know, and it can reach a point where people, you know, it's it's not just something you have to deal with on your own. You know, it's getting support for it, getting finding people to help. Like, it can be something that is a, a detriment in a person's life and almost paralyzing. Yes, exactly. So what, you know, Rodney, we've talked about a lot and kind of take, you've taken us really deep into many of the things that, that you've dealt with, you know, on this journey, when you, when you sit there today, you know, where you're at and looking at the, the, the bright future you're building for yourself, like, what do you think are the biggest lessons that you've learned? I think the big, biggest lessons that I've learned is that you're the only one stopping yourself from success and greatness in your life. And the world is yours and you have to overcome that in your own head. And as soon as you out the world in your own head, you can do anything you want. Man, I like it. So Rodney, if anyone listening wants to follow your, your, your journey and see what's going on with you or talk to you, like where do they find you? So, um, my TikTok is where I post a lot of my transformation videos and Um, I want to start getting into more content like that, Um, uh, you know, getting into a day in the life of eating or, you know, like food videos and just, you know, how to start with cardio and stuff like that. My TikTok username is at Rodney and then L-A-M-B, Lamb is my last name, Lambert, but Rodney Lamb is my TikTok and then my Instagram, I always post up pictures and selfies and you know just look back at different events in my life and kind of recap um but my instagram tag is rod dot 
IBU13. And, you know, I post a lot of stuff on there, too, and just really keep in touch. And that's mostly where I have the greatest connection with people. Um, but definitely, if you're willing, if you have Snapchat and you're ever willing to, you know, if you're looking to use that, I have a Snapchat. My Snapchat username is lineman-rod. And then that's pretty much it. My Facebook, I don't know if you'd be able to find me. I'm sure you could. It's just Rodney Lambert. Uh, you'll see me and my car up there. It's, it shouldn't be too hard to find. Um, but, I mean, other than that, that's pretty much all I use. Well, I'll definitely share links to your social handles, you know, in the show notes today. So anyone out there listening who wants to talk to Rodney can. Rodney, I end every episode with five questions I call the Fat Guy Five. Are you ready for your run through those questions? Yes, sir. Okay. So question number one, Rodney. Living or dead, tell us, who is your favorite fat guy? Ooh. I honestly would probably have to say, hmm, give me one second. Mm -hmm. um, I'd probably definitely have to say Dalton. Dalton has given me a lot of motivation and a lot more motivation because we talk on a day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, just seeing, seeing somebody else's story like his, you know, looks to me... It looks a lot like me because he's a lot more comfortable in his body and his extra skin. He's come to senses with it and he's, you know, he's come to use of it. And to me, that's what I want to be. You know, I want to come to my senses and I want to be happy with showing my extra skin off. And I just haven't built that body confidence up again enough yet. But, you know, I really look up to that man. He's something else. Definitely, definitely. Dalton is Dalton Muscle White who was recently on the show, so if anyone's interested in hearing his story, you know, they can go back an episode or two and, and catch him. He's a really great guy, so I, I, I appreciate you bringing him up for sure. Question number two, Rodney, what is one lesson that being overweight as you were has taught you? That you don't need to eat fast food every day of your life to, be, to crave those like to crave those eating, pro like eating cravings. You can, like now I go to restaurants or I go to fast food and I realize that I can cook a meal 10 times better than that for like half the price. There we go. Question number three, man, what's one thing that someone who's out there, you know, especially thinking of someone younger who's 400 pounds, where you were when you were getting started, what's one thing they can do today to get started? Cut out fast food and soda. That's going to be your biggest friend. And being outside, being on your feet, walking around as much as you can, that's going to start you in so many ways. And definitely use social media. Look out. Reach out to people. You know, don't be afraid. If you ever want to hit me up, if you ever need help, let me know. You know, YouTube is your best friend when it comes to things like that. Definitely. Rodney, question number four. What's one thing about yourself that you love? I'm sorry, you cut out. Oh, sure. Question number four is, what's one thing about yourself that you love? I probably love my my motivation to keep pushing and strive for the best in person to myself. I like it, man. And question number five, Rodney, we've talked a lot about the health and fitness goals that you have that you're working on. 
what is one goal that you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Uh, I want to graduate in the spring with my associate science, and then I want to start traveling. I, growing up, I've never been out of town, really. I've been pretty much around half of Colorado. I've never been to the mountains, mm -hmm. and I've been to, like, right across the border of Colorado, but, like, I've never been across the U.S. I've never, we've just, me and my dad have never been financially stable enough to do that, and I want to travel the world. Nice. I like it, man. So, Ronnie, just a big thank you for being as honest as you were today and opening up and sharing your journey with everyone uh, who listens to the show. I'm sure it's going to be appreciated. Yes, thank you. Definitely, I'd love to shout out Marcia at Body By Me. That's my local gym right now that I go to. She, If it wasn't for her seeing me in there every day, pushing me, asking me how I'm doing, um, giving me tips and advice for free, helping me figure out what I need to be eating, I don't think I'd be here without her today. Same with Bodie and Jaden. That's awesome, man. And it's good to, you know, it's good to recognize the people that have had that impact on you. So that's awesome. Yes. My sister's been a huge impact on my life too, but you know, just having kids mm -hmm. is hard being by yourself. So, but you know, there's just, I couldn't even begin to name all the other people that have helped me, mm -hmm. but that's definitely the three that have impacted me the most. Nice. So everyone out there, like I said, Rodney's, Rodney's social information will be in the show notes if you want to reach out and talk to him. If you want to connect with me, you know you can find me on Instagram at GourmetGoesKeto, on Twitter at GourmetGoesKeto, and you can, as always, email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. After you do all that, make sure you go out there today, do something to amaze yourself, because you're the most amazing people that I know, and then come on back and catch us on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. <laughs>